So today we're going to talk about keep and kill list. And it's kind of a fun way to, I don't know, do goal setting, I guess I'd say. It's going to be, we're just going to share what was on our keep and kill list. I'll explain it in a minute. Yeah. But first I wanted to just chat about the workshop we just had. Yeah. Because it was our first career sweet spot workshop, which we called it that, but in our eyes, it was more like our first greenhouse retreat. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. one day we're going to have amazing properties Mm -hmm. where we run these really cool retreats. And so this was kind of the first Mm -hmm. um, iteration towards that. And I don't know. I thought we could just kind of reflect on. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about it for a long time, so it just felt so great to finally do it. And, you know, you go in wondering what pieces aren't going to work. And I just my favorite reflection about it is that so many pieces did work. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I loved you know what I love the most is that we built in variety and the variety worked. People felt people felt. I didn't feel like there was any part, you know how sometimes people reach a real like, yeah. and a, uh-huh. I felt like right when you possibly could have, there was something new to new think thing. about, a new location to sit, a new person to have a conversation with. And the learning kept going and the energy didn't drop. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it wasn't the type of workshop. It wasn't just like a, a class, like teaching stuff. No, it was a very experiential thing where even as facilitators, we kind of didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah. I mean, we had a plan and an agenda, but the thing I loved about it was how many different scenarios there were in the room because you say career sweet spot workshop and on the surface you think, okay, everyone coming is making a career change and they're trying to figure yeah. out what's next. And that wasn't the case. There was all kinds of variety. So yeah. it, it actually kind of spiced it up and made it more interesting. You had somebody who was trying to figure out what they wanted to do with their life. Mm-hmm. You had somebody who um, had just landed a new job, but was trying to kind of clarify how to step into that. You had somebody who was already had a business, but trying to get refocused. You had somebody who was kind of trying to figure out the end of their career. I mean, it was that part was actually challenging as a facilitator, but yeah. made it really fun to kind of see the dynamics. And yet the consistent word when they all, they remember when we interviewed, they interviewed each other, mm-hmm. which was a really great point in the workshop because I feel like it created some just immediate openness and vulnerability. The consistent word that everybody said that they wanted to walk away with was with clarity. Clarity. So even though they had different situations, clarity clarity and focus, it was, that was their number one goal. Well, that was your genius move at the end was like, all right, so let's, let's ask them what they got clarity on, like what clarity they got from the workshop. We went around there was some tears well. I mean, it was like, yeah. wow, it was really cool yeah. what people got out of it. And I do think that's one of my favorite moments. You don't know what they're going to get no. out of it. It's not necessarily what you expect all the time. No. And we saw tears from you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, it's because... I got him. I totally got him. <laughs> it's because this one guy, Pete, was kind of started sharing a bit of his story. And yeah. he had a bout of leukemia and he just realized like how much he was um, kind of workaholic mode, like how much he was really overworking maybe and Mm -hmm. how that experience made him realize like, wow, that, that stuff didn't even matter the next day. And so this for him, I mean, now that's, it's years later from that, but he's kind of revisiting his values Mm -hmm. and what's important to him Mm -hmm. to not even make a career shift. He was one of the people actually kind of staying where he's at, Mm -hmm. but trying to get dialed in. Mm -hmm. Did you have like a, I don't know, a favorite moment? My favorite surprising moment, that's what I'll say, was how much I was 
not sure of them breaking up and talking to each other one-on-one, thinking that that would be valuable. And it was surprisingly valuable that sometimes as the coaches, they'd shoo us away. I mean, I was the poor girl who had to be like, time's up (laughs) and go tell them that they looked at me like, go away, you annoying coach. Like they were just engaged, sharing and um, encouraging and coaching one another because they were just two human beings talking about where they were at in life. One wanted to listen and one wanted to help. There's something really, I don't know, really powerful about hearing someone else in a similar situation as you. Mm-hmm. Not You don't feel alone. That's part of it. But I think it's bigger than that. I think it's also just so good to talk about mm-hmm. something that's in your head all the time. Yep. But in your day-to-day, you can't necessarily talk about. Yep. There are a lot of those moments. And then we had the group coaching moments. Mm-hmm. The group I was with was so cool i mean we added like 30 minutes because i thought mine was cool (laughs) well mine was a little better yours is okay i heard later people were like well i wish i was in steve's (laughs) group yeah it's like they were i keep trying we kept adding time because it was so good Mm -hmm. and then i remember i was like okay we have to call time and move on but i want to do this for i think they want to keep going for another hour because they were giving each other advice that was what was amazing to me too is that They'd be like, hey, I know this person or, hey, I have this idea or I ever thought about doing it that way. Yeah. Or, it was, I was like, hello. Yeah. Like it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. it, it was At one great. point in our group, um, someone, Patricia, she was like, hold on, Steve, can we can we get each other's contact info? Yeah. Like we need to, <laughs> I want to meet with all of you for coffee. <laughs> you know, the group was, there mm-hmm. were four people in that breakout. So she's like, I want to meet with all of you for coffee. We have stuff to talk about. And everyone's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end... Um, someone else, Ani, was asking the same thing. She's, hey, can we get each other's contact info? Yeah. I really want to continue some of the connections. So that to me was a, a fun moment too. It's there like were, when they yeah, take it yeah. into their own hands. And they were like, they wanted to, yeah. There was like nothing, you know how sometimes you have like weird moments? Mm-hmm. Weird was not a word that came to my mind the whole time. Yeah. It was like so non-weird. It was great. And there were plenty of chances for it to be weird. <laughs> yeah, it was so It was so naturally connected. Yeah. Well, one of the times when you mentioned like people coaching each other, that was my favorite part of whenever that happened. And um, this one guy, Mike, he kind of, we were doing the section on curious conversations and talking about how when you're trying to get clarity, when you're trying to figure out what's next, really, you can't stay stuck in your head. You have to have conversations with other people. And we see over and over how that's really where the breakthroughs come. So we were talking through uh, how to do that how to invite someone to a conversation, how to, how to lead that, but also practicing with each other. Cause everyone, you know, how some people are a little nervous, like, mm-hmm. okay, how does this work? And right as we were about to go into practicing, somebody who's more of an introvert asked, I think they just kind of threw like a gut card. They're like, yeah, I, I just got to say. The extroverts <laughs> have the upper hand here, right? Yes, yeah, that was yeah. it. And then this other guy, Mike, who is been in some version of sales for a living and he's a really genuine guy, but he's good at having conversations. He just jumped in and started kind of giving tips to the whole group. Mm. And I loved that because everyone turned away from Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. toward Mike and like leaned in and he was just, he started teaching and giving advice. He was like the rock star networker. I don't mean to say it so formally, but he just, 
he had failed so many times. He was like, here's what yeah. not to do. And he had great. started coaching with me if, like a month before the workshop. So he's also been doing a bunch of these curious right. conversations. And right. he said, I remember the way he let it off was like, um, well, I'm the guy who's failed a bunch here. So yeah. let me tell you what not to do yeah. and how it works. Yeah. And I don't know, those, those moments are really cool because I think people realize oh yeah, we're kind of in this together. Mm-hmm. Well, we usually do a shout out um, before, in, before each podcast. And I want to do a shout out from someone who was actually at the workshop. I mean, I could shout out to them all because <laughs> every single person was present. <laughs> and here we go. Show. Here we go, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I just, maybe it's from my perspective too, because you probably have a different shout out, but I'm going to shout out to okay. Jay. Okay. Because remember uh, when we were small talking about how everybody came in and they were like, clarity, focus, clarity, focus. So, he came up to me after we did the values assessment and he said, I just had my first aha moment. And he goes, I felt like, God, we all, we're all the same, seeking the same thing, clarity, focus. He's like, it almost made me feel not, it made it not almost feel special. So that was his perspective. Is yeah. that interesting? Yeah. And he was like, but when we did the values, I realized, oh my gosh, no, we are so hugely different. He goes, for God's sake, one of my values was someone's anti-value. Yeah. And he was like, and it really showed me the differentiating piece of us as human beings, even though we were all seeking clarity and Mm -hmm. focus. I thought, I loved hearing that. So shout out to Jay for digging into that. Shout out Jay. There were so many Jay moments because he was really struggling with the whole process at first, Mm -hmm. but I love how he was leaning into it. Yeah, me too. And he kept trying, (laughs) you know, it was for everyone listening, it was a Friday afternoon and then a Saturday. Yeah. And so Friday night, he he came in Saturday and he was like, all right, I did some homework. And he was showing me some of the things he did Friday night to try and dig in a little more. Yeah. It was just really cool. He got some big light bulb moments. I think my shout out was Greg because Greg was, I would say the quieter one of the group. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's easier for me to think about the wins that other people had. And Greg was like, I'm not sure what all was going on there. But I remember at the beginning, he was the one maybe coming in from a a tougher place. Yeah. Some people were real excited and energized. He was coming off of kind of some rough things. And and he was like, yeah, I I actually feel like real clouded. And um, I think he said like twisted, like knots Mm -hmm. twisted up about, you know, just stuff that he was working through. And I really appreciated how he kept all of the coaching moments. Mm-hmm. He kind of kept leaning into those and and being real honest, asking for other people's thoughts. And, you know, all the way till the end on Saturday, he he really had some big clarity about what he wanted to do next. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't it wasn't the picture perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I've got my plan buttoned up. <laughs> it was almost like he had the next step in his plan. Mm hmm. And I think like most people, he had connections now with Mm -hmm. supportive people he could lean on. Mm -hmm. So that was, I think, a common theme. Mm -hmm. Love that. Shout out, Greg. So this team I worked with at Capital One, we had this game that we did for goal setting. And it was really fun because it kind of flipped the whole thing on its head and it made it about, instead of about the things you want to do, it made it about the things you don't want to do. Okay. Which is just kind of a fresh, new approach. Mm -hmm. And... um. I really loved how it just kept it simple too. So we brought that into our strategic planning for 2023 at Greenhouse. And 
Like, isn't it funny how sometimes you just keep doing the same things over and over, even if they're not working? Yes. Or even if you need to change, but you just have your rhythms and your habits in life. Mm -hmm. And I think we were at a point as a company where we're growing a lot. And each of us had a lot of stuff on our plate that like really should not be on our plate. Mm -hmm. And so I noticed we were in some ruts and needed to shake it up. Like we need to rethink what each of us are doing, whether there's new things we need to do or things we need to stop doing. And so we brought in this goal setting game, which is I call it keep or kill. And it's really about looking at what's on your plate and saying, what do I need to keep? What do I want to keep? And what do I want to kill? and get off my plate. <laughs> and we joked about how the language is so severe, severe, <laughs> it but it's almost, it's kind of on purpose yeah. because you want to feel like I am killing this thing yeah. and it is no longer mm -hmm. my responsibility. Yeah. Like the point of it is you got to get angsty because you actually, it's hard sometimes to get things off your plate that you're just used to doing. So we did that game. I thought it might be a fun episode to just share what some of our keeps or kills mm -hmm. are uh, were for this year. Because, um, well, you can talk about it a bit, but at the every quarter, we do some planning as a team. And when we sat down and looked at the list of keeps or kills, we had actually done a bunch of them. Yeah, it was pretty fascinating, actually. <laughs> it was like really encouraging. And we I hadn't, hadn't really re-looked at them either. Mm -hmm. That was what was so fascinating to me is that all of us kind of really committed to something in our head and changed some things on our calendars. And when we looked at it, we were like, wow, yeah. making a difference. Yeah, it was like um, it, the the power of suggestion and yeah. looking at those things. We hadn't actually created a lot of plans around them. But just by talking about it and getting it kind of into our consciousness, a bunch of those things happened on their own. Yeah. Um, so I thought it might be a good episode to to not talk about the process as much, but share what some of our keeps or kills were. Is it okay if I ask you to share so small the process just in case someone's listening and they're like, just that? I mean, it's so simple. No, I want them to pay us. <laughs> I'm not giving it away for free. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, do you want to explain it? I yeah. actually, it'd be fun oh, to hear it? from okay. your perspective because I had done it before. So I was kind of facilitating, but yeah. maybe you share first how, how it went. It's going to take like two seconds. That's what I love about it. It was so easy. You just gave us big sticky notes on the table with a marker. And you, you just said to us, first, let's do the keep, right? All the things that you would like to, the things that you are doing that you want to keep doing. Mm -hmm. And we just wrote them on sticky notes, wrote them on sticky notes, private, like a, an alone thinking. Right. Yeah. And then, then you were like, sure. And so we put them up on the board and you're really good at kind of organizing the, <laughs> you know, as re-sticking things and moving them around where they kind of like mm -hmm. grouped together or maybe some things were overlapping, things like that. Am mm -hmm. I explaining well? Yeah. And then after that, we you were like, same, same thing. Now, what do you want to just, what do you want to kill? Mm -hmm. So that one was harder for us, wasn't it? That was the harder one. But we took sticky notes, same thing again, and we slapped them up there. And that was the exercise. And then discussion began yeah. from there. Yeah. So for me, sometimes it's hard to sit. When someone asks me, like, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream, Steve? I go into a panic and I freeze. <laughs> like, I'm right. Uh, and many personality types have a hard time, like, with these very open ended questions. So it can be hard for some people to think, like, what do I want to keep or kill? Oh, uh, I don't know. Right. So there's a couple of tactics. One is I tend to pull out my calendar and I just start skimming through. Yep. whatever the last couple of weeks mm -hmm. and it just it reminds me of the different things that I spent yep. time doing definitely some people might 
you could pull out um, your to-do list if you have a place where that stuff mm-hmm. lives. Right. Um, I think those are the things that are more helpful than like, let me look at my roles and responsibilities. Right. Those no, are too I wouldn't help me. <laughs> vague. They're too right. broad. You need to look at like, what are the actual things day to day that you do? And then I think we did this a little bit, but it can help to ask each other too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably things that are on my plate that I forget about because I'm so used to it. Yeah. And so it can help to ask each other too. Mm-hmm. Hey, what remind me, like, what are the things that I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just some tactical ways to kind of get thinking about the list. One more thing that really helped was that you gave the freedom to not be like, don't, how am I going to say this? You were like, even if you think we can't kill it, write it. (laughs) That was a really freeing feeling because at first you were like, oh, I know this is like one of my major job responsibilities. Yeah, <laughs> I can't write that down, but it was good for you. You were like, I want to know what's in your head. So it was more about the knowing what's in your head. Some of them that we put up there were unrealistic at this time, but yeah. it doesn't mean that as we grow. Right. That was really what I saw. Really interesting. That's great. That's two big points. One is career development, right? That is a great way for, yes, I wanted to know because I want to be investing in you and developing like towards the role, your ideal role. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, and we hear this all the time, like managers don't know what their people mm-hmm. want. So it's hard for them to help. Yeah. That's a, that's a benefit. Another thing is, um, sometimes people might sit in that scenario and fear, of course, it's dependent on the team and the company dynamics, but I mean, gosh, some companies we work with, it's like people are terrified to say anything that might like Mm -hmm. (laughs) work them out of a job, right? Mm -hmm. You could be sitting there thinking, well, if I say that one of these core things I do is something I want to kill, then like, I'm going to lose my job. Right. So that's another benefit of that discussion is, hey, um, I want to know that because we might take stuff away from your role that allows us to add more valuable stuff to your Mm -hmm. role. Mm -hmm. And so it's not um, working you out of a job. Mm -mm. It's actually freeing you up to do higher impact stuff. Right. If you write kill, I don't want to work at greenhouse anymore. Okay. It'd be nice to know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to free you up. To, to do that. <laughs> to do that. You can give me your two weeks. In fact, your one day notice now. Right now. <laughs> you're, you're saying it all with a smile. Right. Uh, I'm sorry, people. I We're in, in Richmond, Virginia here. The pollen is thick. It's so I'm bad. losing my voice. Yep. All right. So uh, I think that's enough description, mm-hmm. right? Should we just share some of the things? Okay. I'm going to go ahead and start. Interesting. The one that I'm seeing right now says interview... Interview on podcasts, great people. I'm always not not weird people, but great people. So if we think about that one, we do interview. We're already doing that. So it's something we love. But it really, we got into a little bit more dreaming. I was thinking about like, yeah. what other kinds of people can we interview that we aren't interviewing right now? Mm-hmm. We're actually not even doing a lot of interviewing. So the it's truth while, is, yeah. yeah. So I feel like in looking at the list of, that's up on the screen right now, we 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 were doing keep, but we were also doing dream. It was like, what That's can we right. expand yeah. a little it on? It wasn't our thinking just there? keep things that we're already doing. It was also new things we want to venture into. Yeah, yeah. Another one that's standing out to me that I wrote is do one amazing talk 
that brings the world to greenhouse. That's not a small goal at all, is it? Because I want the whole world. I wanted to have one really just amazing, like a TED talk, something like that. So I am not doing that right now. I do lots of mini talks, but I was like, what's that amazing talk? So that's fell into that dream category. Well, it has a red star because it was one of the ones Mm -hmm. we got really excited about too. Because A, you're a great speaker and you haven't been doing as much of that the past Mm -hmm. years. A lot because of COVID, but also just where we're focused right? with our clients and stuff. But then also because you have a few topics that are like just amazing and it's your bread and butter and you're really good at it and people love it and need it. Like confidence, for example. Right. What does it mean <clears throat> to have confidence? How do you become more confident? Communication skills. I mean, these are amazing topics for you. And we, we also feel like Yes, yes, we want the world to hear those. We want to get out there with it. Um, and so it was it was an expi- inspiring dreaming one mm-hmm. of like, yeah, let's let's go after that. Let's get you figuring out your TED talk and how to what to do with that. Yeah, what to do with it. One more I see is um I wanted I wanted to keep making amazing coaches and speakers. So of the team we had, I want to spend more time developing them to be even better coaches and better speakers. Yeah. There's more up there, but I'm going to stop there for now. How about you share some of yours? Yeah, and I'm going to pull in Jacqueline too. Grab a mic, Jacqueline, because I would love for you to share a couple of yours as well. One of mine was, um, I agreed with you having guests on our podcast again, Mm -hmm. but being a guest on Mm -hmm. other podcasts is something I'm really passionate about. I had started doing some of it before COVID and it dropped off and I really want to get back to that. Mm-hmm. And I think you were also like, yeah, sign me up too. Yes. It's um, it's really fun. I think the conversational medium is my best mode. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at monologues. I'm not good at giving a talk. Mm-hmm. I'm best kind of like in a back and forth. And so mm-hmm. in terms of getting our brand out there, but also um, reaching new audiences, I just love interviewing on podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think it's just really fun. So that was that was probably my out of all of my keeps, which were actually more dreams. That was the one I was the most excited about. Yeah. Um, I had a couple others, some like <laughs> very businessy ones, like system. There's a few internal systems and processes we're building that I was like, okay, yeah, we gotta we gotta make it happen. Um, one of mine was more JoJo. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, which is not more coffee. He's not so right? excited about that. <laughs> That's there. me. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Joe Wise, who's occasionally hopping on the mic over there, is just amazing. And I think I realized for a bunch of different reasons we needed to tap into more of Joe's genius and also just work together and collaborate more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I framed it as more JoJo. Yep. I guess that's because. Can I can I throw you under the bus for a second? Sure. <laughs> I guess it's not that bad. I think we uh, do. Do you guys call him Jojo? What do you call? I think, I think when I you're referring him to him, I think I started calling him Jojo because Lucy calls him Jojo. Yeah. And that's just how we like refer to him. Yeah. But I don't know that I've actually ever said, hey, Jojo. come okay. in the room and said, hey, Jojo. And I always call him Joe Wise. Okay. The whole thing. Because that's the same that for true. me is yeah. like my daughter calls him Jojo. So I and now she's into Jojo Siwa. So I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. Ruined so I wanted brand. to ask you yeah. how you feel about it. Uh, <laughs> so funny story about Jojo Siwa. I worked a concert, like setting it up for her, like with Productive AV. No way. Oh, that's cool. And so one of my friends has been calling me Jojo Siwa since then. Oh just my like as a God. joke. Oh my gosh. I'm like, that's I'm so not funny. sure I love that part of it. That's but. amazing. 
Okay, I feel like we always get to do our claims to fame. He's got one. Joe has a really good one that he also did that, uh, some sound stuff for the 1975. Oh. I literally worked that concert just to like see their gear and everything. That's amazing. So much fun. I want to call out one that I see on there for you, which is more casual social video. Yes. Okay, that was the other one I was really excited about. For me... Or like, were you? <laughs> were you like, <laughs> yeah. Or were you like, I've got to work on this? Well, it's just for years, I've wanted to be better at getting out on social media, doing video, kind of the mm-hmm. talking head, just like talking to the camera type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I've had this beef with myself that I have a, I use Evernote to keep track of like thoughts and topics and notes. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, some ridiculous, like a hundred pages long now of just I've captured topics in there for like the last 10 years Mm -hmm. and it's stuff I'll think about maybe write about. I'm like, why don't I just say it? Why don't I just actually turn on the camera and say it instead of hiding it away where it like it just goes to die. So or um, trying to make it so formal. Yeah, that was the other thing. And I've just I know a lot of our listeners, a lot of our clients feel this pain. I I just hate self-promoting type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've always struggled with the like going out there and putting yourself out there, it feels like you're self-promoting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like what, maybe one of the most common coaching topics we deal with because uh, I think a lot of especially creatives and people helpers like really don't like that vibe. So I've always just had hangups and not known how to do it, uh, but known that I should and that I want to. And yep. so this year is like I'm getting over the hump. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those things that like I've already totally accomplished. I, um, I am very comfortable doing it now and I'm more in a rhythm and I'm really excited about it because I don't think I'm amazing at it, but it's something that I've uh, a goal that I've wanted to work on. What about you, Jacqueline? What were a couple of your keeps or dreams? Yeah, I feel like my list was like a little bit of both. Definitely continuing to do a few things that I've really been enjoying and then a little bit of dreaming too, which was fun. Um, One of my like favorite things I did in 2022 was we had several projects that we were doing that involved other contractors that we work with, um, designers, photographers. And I just I just absolutely love working with them. We're really fortunate that we get to work with some really great people and they inspire me. And um, they make working on projects so much easier. So like a project that I'm thinking about is we updated all of our photos on our website and I say updated our photos. We didn't even really like have any photos. Like we were kind of like, you know, adding more brand photography to show what we do at Greenhouse. And so um, little plug for Abigail Johnston. Um, she's our photographer and just did an amazing job and um, worked with our designer, Emily Ferrone, who helped us like put everything together on our website. And so that was like a really fun project that I loved. And so just want to do more like that for Greenhouse this year. It's interesting the way you even talked about that. Mm. So much of what you said was about helping people see what we do at Greenhouse. And I think that's been an angst. We were also excited about that that one that you had because we've had this angst of like, there's this really cool thing that happens Mm -hmm. that only we and the coaches see. And it's like, ah, gosh, I just want... It was the same thing for me with videos. Coaching conversations have these amazing little cool things that happen Mm -hmm. and and we're always griping that 
I, I somehow want to take that out to more people. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, or if it's a topic and something we're passionate about, you don't want only like one person to benefit from that. You kind of want to show it to more people. And that was, um, that was kind of a thread through some of these. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other one for me, um, definitely more of like a dreaming piece, but just leaning into more of a role of um, just more of a chief of staff type role, kind of helping make everything happen that needs to happen behind the scenes. And I think that's something that we've been like slowly working towards with my role, but I think it requires, and I know we'll get to this in a second, but like letting go of a few Mm -hmm. things or like delegating a few things so Mm -hmm. that I can be more in the background and doing more of yeah. that. So that's been a, a cool transition too. I agree. And chief of staff kind of stuff is a hard role to figure out because there's no playbook Yeah. for anyone out there listening. Who's a chief of staff. We coach a lot of them because it's, mm-hmm. it's a very new role to the world. Mm-hmm. Like it only really lived in politics before and now it's mm-hmm. very common, but no one knows how to do it. And mm-hmm. yeah, but it's a very needed role in a, in a, connection and knowledge work environment (laughs) yeah yeah that's cool yeah should we share some of the kills yeah Mm -hmm. let's do it all right i'll start um i was one of mine said steve should not be doing marketing strategy (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, it's just one of the pains joe you and i have talked about it with starting a business and and kind of taking a very self growth path it's like um you're wearing all the hats. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned enough to be dangerous. I do think in a in a different lifetime, I should have gone to marketing school. Like I should have been a marketer. So mm-hmm. I, my brain definitely works in terms mm-hmm. of understanding how people tick. But I do not know enough to be mm-hmm. good. And so I think it's hard because I have to wear that hat. Yeah. And yet I think I actually cause a lot of the problems by wearing that hat mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm limited in my ability to to do that role. So that was one we laughed about. Mm-hmm. We were like, yeah, get Steve out of that seat, mm-hmm. please. But again, something that's already kind of taken shape. And uh, Chris, if you're listening, is someone that's been helping us mm-hmm. as a fractional CMO. It's been really refreshing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want to share another one? or uh, Why don't you share one of yours? Mine was less emailing, which is... <laughs> Seems the world's really like, but you well, can't how do you... share it that way. There's like, no, no, no. Okay, that just sounds like I just want less email in <laughs> no, my I life, like to... everybody. But I... there, this was a specific... I don't want to email at all. <laughs> you meant like, I do not, I do not, I should not be typing. I hate emails. emailing. For those of you who get emails from me, you're lucky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like you you need to say this one for her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there might be a little bit throwing under the bus That's a little a, bit. Is uh, that okay? No, can't handle Bring it at this age. <laughs> <laughs> so I so okay. So I feel like it stemmed from you like dread yeah. writing emails. Like when it you is. have to send a client a follow-up email, yeah. you're like, oh, oh my god, like I, I don't, don't want to do it. I, I don't want to do it. And so and perhaps also you're not great at it either. Uh Like forming the thoughts, like, you know what you want to say, but then getting it onto paper, it's it's not your greatest strength. So we decided that you could just like verbalize your thoughts either on Boxer or like in a meeting to me or Robin, our coordinator, because we are both good at typing a quick email, getting it out the door. Mm -hmm. And so why not just like combine those two things? Oh, it's wonderful. Actually at the top of keep and dreaming, it was like, wasn't it? What did I write at the top? Did you remember? It was like, um, 
Uh, oh, scribe all emails to Robin. Mm, there you go. Right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was, so on my kill, it was like, I really don't want to do that. And I've been doing it. Yeah. It's so wonderful. Yeah. I just get on Voxer and I'll be like, I mean, even when I get done with a client, I'll be like, I told them to do this, this, and this, and this. Could you send them that email? It's my favorite thing on the list because it, it is one of those like awesome little things that happens a lot yeah. in coaching and people yeah. don't yeah. see. Like, no, actually, it is possible for you to it not is. write emails. Yeah. yeah. Let's dig in and figure out a way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we just all walk around thinking like that's not possible. Right. Right. No, actually, like it's pretty it's possible, possible, and you've already made a lot. Well, of Well, it's I possible feel like... if you guys allow it to be possible, and so yeah, I'm I'm not saying that every company would be like said to be sorry, you got to figure it out. But in terms of an individual and their yeah. potential, it's yeah. like, well, this is something that drags you down. It does. When you could be using that energy for great totally. things, yes. And like you as an individual, yes, it there is a whole lot of untapped potential there. It yep. just comes from thinking yeah. of a new way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't I know, that it. stuff's fun yeah. to me. Yeah. It, it's definitely freed me up because of the speed of it. Yeah. It's I mean, me more time in the day. Great example. You and I were prepping for today's podcast recording and you just, you know, word dumped to I me did. and I just typed everything out and we got it done. No joke in about 35 minutes. Whereas it would have <laughs> maybe taken you a whole yep. day to get all your thoughts out mm-hmm. for this podcast mm-hmm. outline. Mm-hmm. So like, so that wasn't even an email that huge. was just getting my content where yeah. Joe needed it to be. Yeah. And, um, yeah. that was slowing me down too. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Awesome. Another kill. Okay. So my, like, I really only had like one kill, but it's a big one. I just, <laughs> yep. I did not. Big. I mean, I'm like looking at the sticky note and it's like the word is like taking up the entire sticky note. Just like <laughs> con- that very big. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> content, <laughs> like content, content, content. And I think a lot of that was just because just like where we've been the last few years, it's been natural that I am kind of helping just oversee and drive the content. But I think as we have started to narrow in on what we want to be doing more, it became very clear that like we want Joe to be like our creative director. And Robin has a lot of passion and interest in like researching what's trending and content and like what works really well. Really the only part of content that I enjoy is like the writing aspect. And that is like such a small part of it. And so I think it just became clear to me really quickly that I should not be the head person in charge, I can help manage it and make sure the strategy of it is fitting into what we're doing, which fits, which I'm realizing fits a lot more squarely into my role as a chief of staff, not as like the content director or whatever. So it's been an interesting, it's not, it's obviously like not perfect. I think I'm still kind of figuring out Mm -hmm. what that looks like, but we're heading in that direction and Mm -hmm. it's already so much better now that Joe is leading. I thought that was one that was a great example of where a lot of people Mm -hmm. feel stuck Mm -hmm. and then they just want to run. And it's like, there's a lot of ways to slice it. There were many times I wanted to run. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to do this anymore. Wasn't it weird? Right before this meeting, she was like, jet out the back door. (laughs) She's out of here. I can't do it. But uh, one of those scenarios where, yes, if the manager is willing and open there's a lot of ways to slice that. And that mm-hmm. was kind of our conversation. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways we can do this content thing. Mm-hmm. So let's shift it around. Cause yeah. this is, this has been fine and it ain't working anymore. <laughs> well, and I think we realized in that process, there were a lot of things that I could take off of your plate, Steve, Yeah. to obviously fill my plate more to where I wanted it to be. And then free you up to do more of the things that only you can do. Oh, so totally. I think it was, it was almost like a freeing of like, cause I think I felt like full disclosure, 
Um, I think Sunday, you had said this a few minutes ago. I felt nervous about it because I was like, I'm like working myself out of a job because I mean, like content is like a huge part of what we do. And I'm like, if I ask to kill content, what what is my purpose? And I mean, I had some very angsty moments with myself (laughs) preparing for this. Like, what is my what am I doing? What is my purpose? What (laughs) is my job with Greenhouse? I don't understand. And I think it's like the shifting Mm -hmm. of roles. So I guess I'm saying that to myself and to anybody else who's like, it's. Yeah, and to your point, more. it not only helped you, it helped us mm. as well. Yeah, and yes, the things that it's freed me up. Yeah, like because you were able to take some stuff off my plate. Yeah, it's freed me up to do higher value things that only mm. I. Can. I mean, it's actually been a really, really valuable shift. Yeah, my my other one was rando meetings. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Rando meetings, and that was the one that was angsty for me. Mm. So I was like, ah. How many we we pulled out? Didn't we pull out the calendar? And it was like all these random meetings I have that I'm like, why? it's distracting me from yeah. the stuff I mm-hmm. need to do. And yeah, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> it was actually really fun to have you guys get like worked up about it yeah. on my behalf. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think the the point with this Mm -hmm. podcast was just to share a little of the inside. We try to practice what we preach. So let's share some of that. But but if you're listening, hopefully you feel more empowered that you that you can kill some stuff. (laughs) But also but like don't (laughs) don't do that. Hunting pod now. Um (laughs) that that it is possible to rethink some stuff or make some shifts. But we were really encouraged when we looked back this at quarter two planning that there were more keeps than kills. And so we were like, oh, that's yeah. a good sign. Mm-hmm. That means that, we like a lot of what we do. Yeah, that was cool. And not that I had a certain expectation. Right. I don't know. Like, are you guys being honest? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but also that the the stuff in our kill list were not bad things. They were mm-hmm. actually just being owned yep. by the wrong person. Mm-hmm. So some of it was a, all right, shift responsibilities, delegate type mm-hmm. of exercise. Right. And helpful that we did it together. We can kind of help mm-hmm. each other make those changes. Definitely.